Well, uh, what I thought we'd do now that we've come out of uh, celebrating the resurrection of Christ, his victory over death, uh, the salvation that he's won for us on Easter, uh, is that we now move into a season where uh, we consider what is this thing that we're doing? Church. Uh, No doubt uh, for you as for me, uh, COVID-19 has provoked a lot of thought about, well, actually... What is the church and, and, and what does it mean that we can't gather together? And so I thought uh, that it'd be helpful for me, but I'm hoping helpful for you as well, if we spent some time together uh, on these Sunday mornings, trying to think about the church, uh, what it is uh, and what God is calling us to and what we're doing as we gather virtually. So to start off with, uh, I wanna, I mean, we're going to try something. Uh, we're going to try uh, a quiz. So... Uh, I want you to give your honest answer here, but when I say the word church, what is it that comes to mind? Not what should come to mind, what is it that comes to mind? Is it A, a picture of the church, B, a picture of a priest or a pastor or something like that, C, a group of people or D, some other, and if it is something else, what is it? Now, we should have the comments ready to appear, so... You actually, if you can actually vote, um, then they should appear. So I'm going to vote now, uh, and so that they appear, I'm going to say what my answer is. If I'm brutally honest, what I often think is, here we go, hang on, they should come now. If you can't see your comment on the screen, it's because technology, there we go, mine's there now, so if you comment after me... um, there we go. A, C, C. We have three votes, and I'm the least godly of them all. A. Uh, Claire read chapter 1, verses 1 to 18, and C, C, A, B. Yeah. Any others? D, time, service. Interesting. (laughs) Um, uh, B, A, C, Graham's voted twice. Um, Excellent. We can cut all that away. Uh, Just also forgot to say at the start, if the video is pausing or something for you, we seem to be having a bit of an issue with dropped frames, whatever that means. Uh, but but it, uh, if the video is pausing, um, just press refresh and hopefully that'll get you back uh, online. And if you're having a terrible experience, uh, you can always watch uh, once this is all uh, finished live stream, it'll all be uh, there to watch later. Well, that was a, a bunch of uh, interesting answers and it's interesting to think about what it is that uh, comes to our minds when we think of the word church. And uh, I said A because if I'm honest, when I, when I think of church, I do, I do think of this building. Uh, I think of this place and uh, this building as a symbol of all the things that happen there. Though, of course, I know um, that uh, the church is not a building at all. 
The word church, of course, comes from a, a Greek word in the, that's used uh, throughout the New Testament, the word ecclesia. Uh, and that is a word uh, that uh, was used by other people at the time. It was used to describe a gathering of people. So they, they might have said, look, there's a church over there, and they would have just been pointing to a gathering of random people doing random stuff. The church used a, a, a word for gathering to describe itself. And that tells us something pretty significant, doesn't it? That people are front and centre when it comes to the church. But it's not just any gathering of people, there's something special about the church. And we see some of that in that reading that Claire read from 1 Corinthians uh, verses, chapter 1, verses 1 to 18, don't we? And actually, if you have a look, if you've got your Bible there, uh, in verse 2, we see that the, uh, Paul writes, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. That first verse of this letter to the church in Corinth, the people in Corinth, the gathered people of God in Corinth, we see something really important. That the church, one, is God's, it belongs to God, the church of God in Corinth, and the church is the people of God, to those people who, is, who are sanctified in Christ Jesus to be his people. Again, belonging to God, a people belonging to God. That is what the church is for Paul, who he's writing to. And uh, as that uh, section of Corinthians goes on, uh, we see that the church belongs uh, to God because it's God who creates the church. And actually, Paul gives us a, a little bit of a window into how it is that God creates his church, his gathered holy people. He does it through the preaching of the gospel. When the gospel is preached and people respond, a church is made. Verses 10 to 17, Paul uh, talks about unity and about uh, people who uh, get, got baptised. And his point as, he, as, he's, as he's talking about that is that these believers in the church in Corinth aren't there through any human means, but through their response to what God has done in their life. It is through the good news about Jesus and it is under the lordship of Jesus that the church is founded and exists. And we see in verse 18, don't we, that the, this message that Paul has preached that births the church is the message of the cross. Foolishness to those who don't believe, but the power of God to those who have been saved. The Easter story is the story that births the church. That is how God births the church, through sending his son Jesus into the world to die and rise again victoriously. And when we respond to that good news by faith, we become part of his people, his holy people. But we see something else there too, that it doesn't just mean, the church is not just God's because God made the church, the church is also God's 
because he rules the church. We talked about the lordship of Christ before. Jesus is lord of the church in verse 2 and his people belong to him. And so as the church, as part of God's church, he is the one whom we ought to follow, whom sets the rules about what it is that we do and what it is that we're on about, why we exist, what our purpose is. These are things that we don't come up with ourselves as a gathered group of people, but that we do in response to the God who has sent his son into the world to die so that we might live. So the church is God's, it belongs to God, but it is also a people. Not just any kind of people, but a holy people. A people who have responded to the gospel and have had their lives transformed. Look at what Paul says in his prayer in verses 4 through 9. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly await for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The people of God are a holy people a people whose lives are transformed through this preaching of the gospel as they receive the grace that God has sent his one and only son into the world to die for them, as they respond to that and are empowered by the Spirit in verses 5 and 7, as they eagerly await his return in verse 7 and as they are held through whatever circumstance by his faithfulness in verses 8 and 9. This is what makes us God's people receivers of his grace, empowered by his spirit, expectantly awaiting his return and held by him through thick and thin as we await that. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it, of of a people of God empowered by the spirit, looking forward to the return of Christ, uh, majoring on this gospel message that births us. But of course, it's not a perfect picture. Even in this uh, very uh, opening chapter of Corinthians, and the whole letter will expose this more and more if you want to read it. But the church is still a group of fallen individuals. Paul writes in verse 11, My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. And actually the quarrels are about which leader they're following because of which one might might not have baptised them. The church is a holy people, birthed by God, but it is a fallen people. It is a broken people. That's why part of the rhythms of church life always must be repentance and faith, turning from that brokenness, being corrected by the scriptures as the Corinthians were by Paul here in being reminded to to aim for unity instead of division. 
The church is a broken people, chosen by God to be transformed by Jesus into a worshipping community of love, looking forward to the return of Christ. There's much more to be said, isn't there? But let's make sure we start in the right place, that we're clear. That, that church is not a building. That this is a shed or a hall. It is not a building. Uh, I'm mean, sorry, it is a building. It is not, a, it is not the church. It is a place where the church gathers. The church is not a building and we do ourselves a massive disservice if we think it is, especially when we can't go into it because of something like COVID-19. Nor is the church a priest or a pastor. Uh, Often we think, what do churches do? Oh, well, church is where I go so I can get help from an expert. You might not think I'm much of an expert, but uh, the church is uh, where we go to, to, to get someone to, to tell me what I should think about God or to look after me and show me God's love. And I, I get that from the experts. Church is where I go to help my children learn about God. No, church is not the staff. Church is not the minister's nor is it the building. It is the gathered people of God, united by the story of Easter, the death and resurrection of Christ. We are the church, founded on the gospel story. And that's vital too, because one of the things that is so, so sad is when people claim to be the church but they don't care about that gospel story. They wear their collars and dress up in their finery, but they preach no message of hope and salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And there's no church without God's foundation birthing message that Christ died and rose again and that through faith you and me by grace are saved. We are the church. I wonder what it means for us to be church, the gathered people of God in a world where we can't gather. And and I want to think more about that in coming weeks. And I've got a series of questions that I've been thinking about that I'm going to try and uh, uh, answer as we go through this series. But I I want to make sure I'm uh, kind of hitting the right audience and so uh, later on today, I'll put something up on Facebook that, that asks you uh, to engage in the question, what is the church? What are your questions about the church? Uh, what are your questions about church and COVID-19? So that, so that we can try and uh, uh, walk through this uh, series together, looking at what the Bible says and trying to figure out what it means for us to be the gathered gospel people of God in the midst of a pandemic like COVID-19.